Hi, this is Robert Plotkin from Blue Shift IP. The following podcast was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic, and that's why you won't hear any mention of the virus or its impact in this podcast. We will be creating podcasts and other content to address the impact of COVID-19 on patent strategies. In the meantime, we hope that you and your colleagues, friends, and families are safe and well, and we hope that you find this podcast useful. This is the Software Patent Podcast by Blue Shift IP. This is the Software Patent Podcast by Blue Shift IP, where we focus on how to tailor patents to your business's goals. I'm your host, Robert Plotkin, a software patent attorney, computer scientist, and one of the founding partners at BlueShift IP, a U.S. patent law firm specializing in software patents. This is episode two of our Beyond the Buzzwords series. In each episode of this five-part series, we'll be looking at a specific hot buzzword that you've probably heard about, and we'll discuss how to understand the challenges and opportunities posed by that topic for patent law and strategy. Today, I'm going to be focusing on an introduction to quantum computing. It's easy to understand why quantum computing has become such a hyped buzzword over the last year or so. Quantum computers have the potential to be so much more massively powerful than even the world's most powerful supercomputers that they could effectively make such computers obsolete overnight and could even make existing encryption technology useless. So what is a quantum computer? Let's start with regular computers, which are now being called classical computers to distinguish them from quantum computers. The fundamental unit of information that classical computers manipulate is a bit, which can have a value of either zero or one at any particular time. A classical computer's memory, like the desktop or laptop computer you have, or even your smartphone these days, might contain billions of such bits. The key point is that when a classical computer performs a computation, such as multiplying two numbers, it performs a single multiplication on those two numbers and produces a single result, like a product, as an output. In contrast, the fundamental unit of information that a quantum computer operates on is a quantum bit, which is usually called a qubit. Qubits are implemented using materials, such as electrons or photons, that exhibit a quantum mechanical property called superposition that enables them to have a value of both zero and one simultaneously with varying probabilities. The practical import of this is that a quantum computer can perform multiple computations simultaneously where the number of such computations grows exponentially as the number of qubits that the computer contains increases. For example, a quantum computer that contained 500 qubits would have a potential to perform 2 to the 500th calculations in a single step. And just to understand the magnitude of this, 2 to the 500 is significantly more atoms than exist in the entire known universe. So even quantum computers with a relatively small number of qubits have the potential to leave existing supercomputers in the dust. So far, 
No one has figured out how to create a quantum computer containing more than about 50 qubits. And even at that small size, the computations that such computers perform are very inaccurate. But massive investments are being made into increasing the size and accuracy of quantum computers, and the field is moving forward extremely rapidly. And right now, most people believe that we are at the edge of the transition between quantum computers being merely of theoretical interest in the lab to them becoming commercially viable products that could be used to tackle the most challenging problems in computing. And whenever a new field of technology is making that transition, there are both great opportunities and great challenges from a patent perspective. To name just a few of those in the context of quantum computing, many different possible ways to implement the hardware of quantum computers are being tested and evaluated at universities and companies and and governments all around the world. And it isn't clear yet which one or more of those is going to be viable in the long term or will become dominant commercially. Companies that can obtain patents on the fundamental hardware technology or technologies that end up forming the basis of commercially successful quantum computers will be setting themselves up to reap massive benefits. On the other hand, the current uncertainty about which hardware will work and be commercially successful in quantum computers makes it difficult to determine which patents to focus attention and resources on right now. Another opportunity and challenge is that innovations in quantum computing typically require knowledge of both quantum physics and computer programming. Companies that are able to leverage their combined expertise in both fields and who work with law firms that have the ability to handle patents on cutting-edge innovations that span both computer science and physics are likely to obtain broader and stronger early patents than their competitors. The need for such combined expertise will also make it challenging for the patent office to classify quantum computing patent applications and to assign competent patent examiners to examine them. Yet another of many opportunities and challenges in the field of quantum computing is that the extremely rapid pace of innovation in quantum computing makes it more important than ever for innovative companies to file patent applications for their quantum computing inventions as quickly as possible. Those companies that end up winning the race to the patent office stand to gain groundbreaking patents and to prevent their competitors from doing so. And the patents that are obtained on quantum computing in the first few years are likely to be much broader than those that come later, once what we call the prior art has become more crowded by existing technology. At the same time, the speed of innovation in quantum computing will make it difficult for innovators to determine how likely their inventions are to be patentable, and will make it more difficult for patent examiners to examine quantum computing patent applications. There are many, many more opportunities and challenges in the context of patenting quantum computing inventions, We could only touch on a few of those here, but wanted to give you a flavor of just how exciting and complex the issues are. And at BlueShift IP, we are one of the few patent law firms that has specific expertise 
working on quantum computing patents and are tackling these issues with our clients every day. Thanks so much for listening to the Software Patent Podcast, hosted by me, Robert Plotkin. Our next episode, hosted by my partner, Cynthia Gilbert, will cover blockchain technology. If you're developing any innovative technology that uses quantum computing or blockchain technology and want to talk about obtaining strong, broad, and defensible patents for those inventions, feel free to contact us directly at blueshiftip.com. And please join us next time on the Software Patent Podcast. The Software Patent Podcast by Blue Shift IP is hosted by me, Robert Plotkin, and Cynthia Gilbert, who are software patent attorneys and the founding partners of Blue Shift IP, the software patent experts. The Software Patent Podcast is produced by Jenny Media. For all software patent inquiries, please visit blueshiftip.com.